definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, good morning. Thursday here on the end of the bench. 100.7 The Score. Uh, 100.7thescore.com. Hacks, Collier, and Lucas edition of this program. We're going to take you all the way up until noon today where we will then hand you off to the bottom line. A perfect day to think a little baseball. As I was uh, taking the boy to middle school this morning, and the sun was shining and it was relatively warm, I was thinking, oh yeah, it's February. That means baseball is right around the corner. I heard Jamie talking about the madness of basketball on these airwaves. Uh, this week, next week, it's going to get really crazy. Uh, we got all kinds of high school hoops tomorrow. And then college hoops, NBA on Saturday. I had college basketball last night. Got some really interesting stories that are developing across the college basketball landscape. Um, I enjoyed watching Providence and UConn quite a bit last night. Late, late last night, New Mexico lost to, to Boise, but... Those are not the interesting stories. One of the big storylines that's happening now is Memphis has lost four consecutive, including a 76-71 loss to Rice, who was 1-6 in conference play last night. So Memphis is falling apart under Penny with all the talent in the world, I'm sure. And some of these things uh, have uh, Lubbock connections. Darby Rich who is the strength and conditioning mm-hmm. coach for Texas Tech uh, in two years under Mark Adams, is the strength and conditioning coach at Memphis. Uh, we saw them in the Bahamas. Things were pretty darn good for them at that point. They are not now. Um, of course, Chris Williams, who was the head athletic trainer for Texas Tech basketball for three to four years under Beard, I think it ended up being four, and then Mike Neal took over, and Mike has been here ever since. He's been in the middle of the Michigan fiasco, which is just, I mean, they're they're terrible. They 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 can't win a game. They're they're playing like um, like Purdue or Indiana football right now as far as their results. So lots of things happening, David. How are you this morning? Doing pretty good. It's it's funny you, you mentioned that, and that was one of the teams whenever, it's probably two weeks ago now, we talked about the toughest remaining schedules in college basketball, and it was all Big 12 schools except for Michigan hmm. and Indiana. So kind of makes sense that Michigan might be on the struggle bus considering they were struggling in the first place before they even started Big 10 basketball. We're good. We're good. It's funny you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Indiana football as well because uh, a little bit later we'll – be talking to a former uh, Indiana football player. Yeah. Talking a little college football with him. Red Lewis with the NFL Network, a little East-West Shrine game. We'll talk to him at 9.30. We'll have uh, highs and lows in the second hour. We'll have hot questions, burning questions, whatever you got uh, on the Yates Flooring Center chat line as well. The The Memphis thing, and this is, is going to play out and be another chapter in the NIL saga, but uh, apparently there are some payments that haven't been made. 
there are some payments that have been maybe purposely withheld. Um, I've seen people online talk about, well, the the next saga here, the next chapter in this saga is going to be the Memphis players fighting one another on the court. Not the other team, but fighting one another. That's how upset they are right now. They're in the middle of a four-game losing streak and a weak conference. Yeah, so that that's eventually going to... I'm surprised it hasn't happened as much, especially, I think, last year with the program here is a great example. Somebody's getting a lot more money than others and not even on the court. I'm surprised it doesn't happen a lot more, and I'm sure it will. Yeah, and I think that the challenge (laughs) is to hedge yourself, protect yourself as a coach, and let's just say what it is, an organization. I mean... This basketball program has a general manager. Mm-hmm. He's going to be on with us tonight. Kellen Buffington's mm-hmm. going to be on with us uh, about 6.45 tonight on Red Raider basketball with Grandma Caslin. You have to find a way to, to hedge yourself with some protection that, hey, this is the way it's going to be. We're going to set this in stone in August. Mm-hmm when you start to go to class or September, when you start to go to class or maybe even before that, I don't know, but this is the way it is going to be. Okay. As far as this NIL deals go, there's not going to be any renegotiations. There's not going to be any threats from you in the middle of the year for more money or I'm gone. Yeah. There's just not going to be any of that. And I know there has been tons of that across the country and locally last year. But I think Grant McCaslin, what he did was he kind of wrote the law. Yeah. You know, and this mm-hmm. is this is the law of Texas Tech basketball now. Well, he's running it may, it like a business. It may have run one way in previous times. It may have run where you could, you know, come in and ask me for a car or something. I don't know. I know Ace Snacks was driving around uh <laughs> Tahoe and and just getting everything in the world and and ended up scoring about fifty points for the entire year and and then you had Jalen Tyson and then you had oh what a mess so thank goodness all that's in the past and you're you look at yeah. in comparison um, this year's been heavenly and it's and it's other people's issues we we had plenty of that last year but thankfully like you mentioned it's everybody else can we we got any John Tesh this morning. Love to hear some John Tesh. Ready to do this? Yes, I am. All right, two, three, four. Ba 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 basketball, gimme 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 the ball because I'm gonna go get it. Ba 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 basketball, gimme 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 the ball because I'm gonna go get it. Ba 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 basketball, gimme 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 the ball because I'm gonna. All right, it's all about the dunk it. It's one thing that Tech could do, too, is throw it up to Warren Washington and dunk it. Uh, I heard some John Tesh and his smooth tones this morning, and, of course, that's an SNL parody. But um, have you seen him do that live, John Tesh, where he he talks about how he created the song? Yeah, into his answering machine, right? Isn't that what I swear? He left himself an answer. answer. Yeah, 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 answering... He left the idea on his answering machine. I think he yeah. was at a bar or something. Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh, I got to call myself. Leave this idea. And it's it sounds weird now, though, because it's on uh, 
what is it? It's like Fox Sports now or something like that. Like the music to it mm. for college basketball too. Yeah. Just, I mean, I don't mind listening to it. Just doesn't fit. Yeah. And then you had that one TikTok with um, Hams from Sandlot, and they were doing the interpretive dances mm-hmm. for all of the NFL. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that guy is a great follow on TikTok and social media. He's he's hilarious. He's funny. Still funny. All right. Uh, I also saw an old video of Will Clark sliding into second base and a vicious slide into the middle infielders for the uh, Cardinals. And and I, I don't know who was playing second, but Ozzy was playing short, and they got into a Royal Rumble right behind second base and kind of made me think of how much baseball has changed because if you slide like that now, you get tossed out of the game. He slid right over the bag. We'll come back and have some headlines for you. Let's go to the Yates Flooring Center chat line and have a good time today on a Thursday here on 100.7 The Score. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Right, what you need to know is we've got Red Raider basketball with Grant McCaslin coming up later on tonight at 6 o'clock. Lakers and Celtics here on 100.7 the score that'll get uh, folks that grew up in the '80s and watched hoops in the '80s antenna up right there. Here, Lakers and Celtics, although it has changed quite a bit since then. Uh, last night, Baylor beat UCF. They trailed at half, but Baylor won seventy-seven to sixty-nine. Um, Florida won on the road at Kentucky. Wildcats ranked 10th. They fall 94-91. Florida Gators, who are just kind of a meh middle-of-the-road team, but they get a huge win last night. That might boost their season. Uh, Cincinnati lost at West Virginia. They'll be boarding a plane tomorrow to come to Lubbock. Connecticut beat Providence. Connecticut ranked number one. I don't think they're the best team in the country. From what I watched... They have a lot of pieces. They're really good, but I don't think they'll be number one. I just don't think they're they're that quite that good as they were last year. Uh, Auburn crushed Vanderbilt. Boise State beat New Mexico at the pit, 86-78. Those were your college basketball scores from last night. Caitlin Clark is number two on the all-time scoring list as she has uh, achieved Taylor Swift fandom, I think, in the state of Iowa, David. They're lining up to watch her play. Um, She passed former Ohio State star Kelsey Mitchell with 3,402 points with a layup. And so now, do you know who she's got to catch? I actually do know this, and I was kind of a... This was a regional legend. Yes, um... And, of course, I see her now. She plays with the uh, Las Vegas Aces. She's married to Darren Waller. Uh, I got it. I got it in my head. Can I say it? Yeah. Played at Washington. Kelsey Plum. Yeah, and I was um, I was more focused on who was second. Oh, second. Uh, okay. I, th- I, I thought she had moved into second. That's my bad. She has. Oh, okay. She has. I don't know. The, I'm twisted up here, but... Uh, Jackie Styles, yeah, Jackie from Styles, yep. Missouri State. She took over an entire state as well. 
back in the day and even down into Tulsa. She had a lot of popularity. Jackie Styles actually played. I don't know if she ended up playing a game. She she was on the roster of a women's professional basketball team that played in Lubbock mm-hmm. called the Lubbock Hawks. I don't think she ended up playing. She might have played a game or so, but it wasn't in Lubbock that I remember because I couldn't find video of it when we had to look something up on her recently. She is a baller shot caller for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yes, she sure. is. Yeah, no, it's 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 fun to watch her. That's for sure. They showed uh, the line. It was really cold outside, and everybody was. You could see their breath, and they were just wrapped around the building. You know, just trying to get in to see her play. Um, speaking of uh, women's basketball, Kansas State lost to Oklahoma, and uh, K State came into that ranked second in the country. So. The Sooners got a big, big win there. 66-63. Hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We'll take your thoughts and comments there as uh, Hacks, David, and Lucas take you through today's program. Coming up at 9.30, we'll talk to Rhett Lewis from the NFL Network and get his thoughts on the East-West Shrine, right? Yep, yeah, it's, it's weird. It used to be the East-West Shrine game. Now it's called the East-West Shrine Bowl. And it's being played in Frisco at the Star. It's moved because it used to be somewhere else. So I think I'm pretty sure this is the first year of it being at the Star Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and in Texas, for that matter. Uh, Have y'all touched on realignment yet? I'm not sure. I'm literally just looking. So that came out at 9 this morning, UIL realignment. Um, Oh. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm I'm literally, I mean, I'm pulling up each individual thing. Working my way oh boy. from six A down, it's a it's uh, it's a lot to digest with all those names. <clears throat> I can tell you, District Two Six A is uh, the same with Friendship, San Angelo Central, Odessa, Odessa Permian, Midland Legacy, and Midland Lee. I'm slowly working my way through everything. Uh, let's see, Abilene, Amarillo, Caprock, Tascosa, Lubbock, High, Coronado, Monterey in District 2, 5A, Division 1. That would mean Lovett Cooper and Plainview are in District 2, 5A, Division 2. Yeah, so slowly but surely pulling up each one and trying to uh, look through the locals. You're probably way ahead of us because I can't scroll and talk at the same time. No, but uh, I... it'll be interesting. I did have a buddy tell me, though, uh, you know you know how this is all, all, all this works, Hacks? Like, no. So pre-COVID, and I think it's kind of back to where it was, um, local high school football coaches would all con- congregate at a regional office. And there's a regional office here in town over by Sporting Goods Store off of the Loop. I don't know if we can say these things. Um, it's another word for... Uh, man, I was going to say university, but it's a big white building near LCU uh, oh. that you can get oh, Sporting yeah. Goods gotcha. at. But there's a region building there, and all coaches, like 1A up, just go in this room, and they would just sit a box out at 9 a.m., open the box up. Coaches would run up there and get what their districts and everything looked like, and then they would just start scheduling non-district games with all of the coaches in there and get whatever they could right away. I think they still do that, and part of the reason I think they've gone back to doing that, I had a buddy text me this morning and said, hey, Joey's at the uh, San Antonio regional uh, office here with all these high school coaches. So Joey's still at work. Kind of off, but it worked hanging out with high school football coaches in San Antonio this morning as they put together their 
non-district schedules for the uh, upcoming football season. So, yes, we're looking at it. Again, talking and uh, deciphering all the locals is a lot more difficult whenever you've been on air the second the the uh, realignments came out. I did get a big, big chuckle yesterday. Matt Wilson, who was with the uh, the Wolf, is what he's known mm-hmm. as. and He's a Leveland Lobo and a Texas Tech Red Raider and runs the Arlington Sports Commission. Did you see his tweet? Happy, happy the UIL screwed us Eve to all who celebrate <laughs> uh, or all who observe. And it's got all these puppets with pitchforks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, luckily, I, I know Jamie that on the morning drive the last month or so had been talking about, you know, rumors that he had heard about the potential of local teams having to play against El Paso schools. And thankfully, uh, at least in the 5A ranks, that is not an issue because I cannot imagine as a parent having to go to El Paso for a Tuesday or Friday basketball game and come back and do the whole, I don't know, school thing the next day. So no no worries there, thankfully. I'm sure somebody in this region has something to complain about. Well, you're never going to make everybody happy, that's for sure. Yeah. But uh, you should be very happy if you don't have to go to El Paso for uh, what you're talking about. It's just so far. Yeah. And there's so much meat in the middle. I, th- I think that's the best thing you can do is try to meet in the middle with those schools. I remember before I had adjusted to life in West Texas going um, – down the interstate from Amarillo and there was an Amarillo bus headed to Lubbock. And I was like, man, that's a long way to go play ball. Yeah. And am I going to bring my kids down here and have them go all over the world to play athletics? The answer is yes. Yeah. But I was just trying to imagine that because again, in Oklahoma, when you, that's one nice thing. When you go back to Oklahoma, there's nothing very far. Yeah. When you live in Lubbock. You live in the hub, and you say, oh, I got to go from Edmond to Tulsa. Oh, wow, you know, that's nothing. That's nothing, yeah. Um, one uh, local of interest, Lubbock Cooper Liberty, is in the District 2 for a Division 2 in the same district as Estacado and Leveland, along with Borger and Perryton. So that's a new look there because I think they started as a 3A school, right? So... Like, this was their first year, technically. I think they were a 3A whenever they, ever they started anything. So, now they have a uh, district of opponents to go up against. So, they'll be playing football years. against who? Can you, es- just, can you go ahead and just list the whole thing? Um, they'll be playing football in District 2, 4A, Division 2. Their district is Border, Leveland, them, Estacado, and Perryton. Okay. Yep. Wow. All right. Well, that's new news there for sure. And then Friendship will be coming along with another high school here before too long. And uh, it'll all be a completely different landscape across Lubbock. That's for sure. We're going to talk to Rhett Lewis. He's with the NFL Network. Worked in Lubbock for a while. And we'll get his thoughts on some Texas Tech football players that he's seen coming up next year on 100.7 The School. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. We're back here on the End of the Bench on 100.7 The Score on a Thursday, getting ready for the weekend, a very busy weekend and very busy on the gridiron as we welcome in 
Rhett Lewis from the NFL Network. Hello, Rhett. My name is Jeff Haxton, and I, I get to host with my man David Collier over here. And I uh, appreciate you joining the show, and David's going to kick this thing off. Awesome. Thanks for having me. What's up, DC? How you doing, Rhett? You know, it's so funny. I, I have to tell everybody that he uh, Jeff asked me beforehand, so what's this guy's name? And I and I, I slipped. I almost gave him the uh, real name. Oh, but I, yes, yes. In, in these uh, parts, people might remember you as Rhett Kleinschmidt that worked for uh, KLBK for a brief time, but now Rhett Lewis, all, uh, all superstar yeah. there at the NFL Network. I don't know about that, but <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I, I you know I do think back about uh, that time as Rhett Kleinschmidt, you know, as a fond time in my life, uh, which has since passed me. Unfortunately, I've actually tried to go back to the uh, to the real name, mm-hmm. but it was uh, it was advised. Do not do that. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, so that's, uh, gosh, glory days, right, when I could actually hand someone my driver's license and not have them look at me uh, sideways. So, yeah. yeah, but but good to chat with you guys, man. All right, well, the reason we have you on, you're doing play-by-play tonight on the NFL Network for yeah. the East-West Shrine Bowl there at the Star in Frisco, 7 o'clock tonight. And you've been out there all week long checking things out, and obviously our people of interest are Tyler Owens, and Dadrian Taylor Demerson, affectionately known as Rabbit around these parts. What have you seen from those guys? And just briefly talking to you yesterday, it seemed like one of them uh, stood out this week. Yeah, DTD, man, the Rabbit. Um, And I I love that the coaching staff here uh, for the West team, which he will be playing for, um, has picked up on that, and they call him Rabbit, and they're into it. I do need to get the genesis of that, by the way, if uh, if you guys uh, have that at some point. But um, I think what they love about DTD is his energy. Uh, he's an energy giver, um, you know, and it, it's no secret, you know, how productive he's been, right, in Lubbock as the team leader in interceptions the last three seasons. And he's picked off passes here in practice. And he's been one of those guys that has stood out to coaches because of his production uh, that way. He's playing for uh, head coach Mike Kafka, who's the offensive coordinator uh, at the New York Giants. And then his defensive coordinator, who is a real big fan of his, is Tim Lukabu, who most recently uh, has been a linebacker coach at the Carolina Panthers, but was a D.C at the uh at the collegiate level at boston college so you know i think really has a good understanding for these players and man they are really high on what he does they say he uh rabbit has all the tools bright intelligent uber confident and he put it on tape which is really important in these scenarios um as for tyler owens i thought this was interesting uh coach labaku uh talked about him as as talented as any player on the defense regardless of position so that was something that really caught my eye. Great combo of, of size and speed with really good burst. They think he could play actually any position on the field. Like that's how good of an athlete they think he is, but he needs more reps like at one position. And I haven't got to a ton of his tape from Texas Tech yet, but it sounds like he was kind of used in a lot of different roles. And with that frame at six foot three and over 200 pounds, you can understand that, right? But the coaches here think if he can find a home in the league – somewhere and really rep that and practice that that he's got a chance to be a star yeah one other uh, thing of note tyler owens caught a bird pregame uh earlier <laughs> yes, this season did. you can go back through my twitter i met uh yeah. managed to get video of not David many got interception, it on video he caught a bird midfield it was uh, a pigeon yeah i think it was a pigeon pregame so 
If you, I'll, 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 I'll text you the uh, tweet that I sent out. But uh, I Please think you would. That. Yeah, I would definitely. Um, he, uh, if you could, if you could put Rabbit in Tyler's body, I think, uh, at least in my opinion, yeah. that would probably be a, a, a be good, a good player. Fit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think I'm gonna have to. By the way, put that and be caught a pigeon at midfield. That's go. I'm, I'm filling out my spotter charts right now, yeah. and so I think that's going down. Uh, at the top line uh, on Tyler Owens's under Tyler Owens's name. That's great. That's great work there, DC. <laughs> Brett, you'll have to forgive me. I'm hip deep in college basketball right now. Oh, no uh, worries. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really familiar with the rosters. Are you swimming in SEC players? Is it what's the Big Twelve representation like? You know, it's pretty good. Um, it, it really is. And uh, I, I would say what's kind of interesting is, you know, in, in all-star games like this, yeah, you'll see the traditional powers, right? You'll see, you know, players from Georgia and Alabama that maybe, you know, didn't star on those teams, but are really talented players that, are, you know, maybe got stacked up on the, on, on the depth chart and didn't have a chance to shine. This is their opportunity. Uh, and then you look at guys who were the best, you know, for their teams at their level of competition. Like, there's five dudes here from South Dakota State. That's wow. tied for the most players of any school attending here at the East-West Shrine Bowl. So, like, we got five guys from South Dakota State and five guys from Florida State. Does that sound a, a little different, right? Um, but, you know, South Dakota State, by the way, the back-to-back FBS mm-hmm. champions. Uh, so, they're, they're, they're pretty dang good. And they open um, up with so Oklahoma we, State next year. Do they really? Okay, yes. so there you go. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that's pretty cool. Um, and then just looking at, um, at, at some of the other guys that have, have kind of jumped out to me, um, like Keaton Slovis, by the way, is going to be here, right. As a, you know, played just a single year in the big 12, right. With BYU this mm-hmm. year and, you know, kind of had an up and down year. Um, but I, I, you know, I was just talking to his high school coach, uh, before I jumped on with you guys who happens to be hall of famer, Kurt Warner and a <laughs> colleague at NFL network. Um, and, you know, we're just talking about how, you know, I, he was, Kurt wasn't sure that he ever, that he never really found an offense that fit his skill set in the three schools that he played for started at USC was still really productive there, got banged up, ended up transferring to Pitt and then finishing at BYU. So you have stories like that, where this game might offer guys an opportunity to really showcase some skills, um, you know, that pop to NFL evaluators that maybe they hadn't seen on tape because of what they were asked to do at their particular college. All right, we've got players in this game. We also have one of the coaches, offensive coordinator for the West team, Davis Webb, started his career yes. here, still beloved. You've kind of got a connection to him. Can you uh, speak to his kind yeah. of rise really quickly in the coaching well, ranks here? Well, I mean, he was, you know, he left playing to be a coach, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like he was a backup quarterback in the league, got six years in, and now all of a sudden he's just the, he's the quarterback's coach at the, the Denver Broncos for Sean Payton, uh, you know, who you, you might have heard is pretty demanding mm-hmm. as, as a head coach, uh, especially with his offensive staff and with his offensive players and at that quarterback position. Um, so I'm told uh, that he is, uh, he is sometimes referred to as the Dragon, um, which is a name that Eli Manning gave him uh, when they were together with the New York Giants. Um, and uh, it's so, you know, he, he was really fun to be around. And I, I think he really uh, took to getting an elevated role uh, here, right? Because that's what all the coaches are doing. So Davis, quarterback coach at Denver, he's now the offensive coordinator calling the plays here in the Shrine Bowl, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but make no mistake, he was um, very aware 
that Sean Payton is going to be watching this game and thoroughly going over it on tape afterwards <laughs> to assess and evaluate mm-hmm. Davis's play calling ability. Mm. So he's got some pressure on him here. It's not yeah. just the players, which I think is pretty neat. Certainly doesn't hurt to know uh, Eli and Peyton Manning, right? <laughs> yeah, I think he's a, he's got some pretty good quarterback influences um, in his life. Um, and I mean, like, how about the six degrees of separation, right? He so he. Uh, He's been around Patrick Mahomes. He's been around Baker Mayfield. Like he's been around all these great quarterbacks, and uh, and, and is kind of like you know bounced around and, and tried to find his niche, um, you know, in spite of all those guys. And is really I think is really going to be a rising star in the coaching ranks. Like really is comfortable with material, understands the personnel, and really wants to do his best to fit personnel to scheme and be flexible that way. All right, Red. I know uh, you're a busy man. We've, we're coming up against a break. Yes. Good to catch up with you, man. Have a great broadcast tonight. Yeah, no worries, man. Um, yeah, apologize again for that day outside of the uh, Big 12 basketball tournament <laughs> where, you know, we, we, I had to stick my head out the window um, on, the, uh, on the highway hey. uh, to evacuate the night before. But I, I appreciate you always sticking with me as a, as a young and sometimes immature reporter in Lubbock, Texas. So I took one you, for the team. Took one for the team. Hey, Rep, most of us have all been there, man. <laughs> Thanks for the time. Thank you, guys. Yeah, have yeah. a great call tonight on NFL Network. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench Podcast from 100.7 The Score. All right, a little bit of uh, ticket trivia for you. We went through those uh, those matchups in the Big 12. Who has the lowest ticket? Ticket price? Mm-hmm. Lowest ticket price. Uh, right. I, I Texas, TCU, K-State, Oklahoma State, U- Houston, Kansas, OU, UCF, Cincinnati Tech, BYU, West Virginia, Iowa State, Baylor. You know, I would say... Oklahoma State is going to be a cheap ticket, but people can Second drive. Lowest. Second lowest. I, I was going to say people can drive down to Kansas from Kansas uh, from Manhattan. I'll go. Tickets U- as low as five dollars. Wow. I'll go UCF. It's the cheapest ticket. Correct. Tickets as low as four dollars. Unreal. Most expensive ticket. Kansas, Houston. Of course. One hundred and sixteen is as low as it gets there. And the next one is probably the toughest one to guess. And the second most expensive. Second one. most. Give it to me. What do you got? Uh, just because of the size and the opponent, I'll go with Baylor. That is third. Third. Yeah. TCU, Texas, then yes. since Texas is in town. Yeah. $91. 91 doll hairs. I'm not paying 91 doll hairs to watch TCU in <laughs> Texas play basketball. Get uh, out of here. My uh, goodness. All right. Let's do a Lucas Pop quiz. So it's time for a pop quiz. Pop quiz. Pop quiz. Pop quiz, hot shot. All right. Because of conference realignment, I have no clue on some of these conferences. Yeah, there's a reason Lucas is doing this, because I told you I would get three straight strikes and we would move on. Lucas, you got to get, let's see, one, two, three. There's one logo. I don't know who this is. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten teams. You got to get eight to slam dunk win it. I think there's a chance you might go all the way with ten, so I'm not going to give you a free lunch. You have ten. I only have nine. Nine? 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, well, their their website only has nine on the top. What? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's only nine teams uh, on the top of there. Maybe I can't count. I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead, Lucas. Florida International. That's the one I didn't know their logo. Yeah. Uh, New Mexico State. Yeah. UTEP. Yeah. Sam Houston State. Yeah. Obviously, Liberty. Yeah. Louisiana Tech. Yeah. Jacksonville State. Yep. Mid-Tennessee State. Western Kentucky. It's a win. Yeah, that's... He should know the next one, right? Yeah. That's the one I probably would have given you. The only one. I I showed two more still. I'm just going off of what is on their website here. Maybe they've... I don't know. Kennesaw State? Okay. UTEP. I said UTEP. I thought I said UTEP. You said UTEP. Okay, Kennesaw State was the only one you missed. Kennesaw is in the A-Sun right now, but they're moving to the conference. Now oh, there you go. There we go. Because Liberty used to be in the A-Sun. They transferred to Conference USA, and Kennesaw is moving next you, year. You probably have the other one on there that's a future member as well. His uh, This elite quarterback played there in college. Tony Romo, Delaware? No, nope, nope. The, the the hint there is elite. What NFL quarterback was always jokingly called elite? He played this year. Played for the Cleveland Browns. Do you want me to say his name out loud? Joe Flacco. Johnny Manziel. Joe Flacco. He was a Delaware Brandon Blue Hen. Ah, uh, yeah. Brandon Whedon. I did not know Delaware. See, uh, yeah. I would have gotten Louisiana Tech probably. No, Delaware was I was just joking. I know. I know. Just messing with you. Mike Fest 2024 has uh, <coughs> been fixed, right? Can you hear me? Because I can't hear myself very well. Yes. You sound a million times better than better. you did a couple seconds yes. ago. Okay. So I passed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with flying uh, colors. No free food. You won. Technically, I guess, current members, you, you did ace the thing. Uh, looks like Anthony Kim will make his live golf debut in Saudi Arabia March 1 through 3. That'll be interesting. He could go out there and fire a 95 or win it. <laughs> 95 would probably be uh, more likely. I don't know. Like you, we've mentioned this. He was fun to watch, and he knew he was fun to watch. It was probably part of the problem. Mm-hmm. I already liked partying with the OSU golfers too much. Really? That's what I heard. That he was. I definitely know he was a partier. That was partying fun. like crazy and hanging out with the OSU golfers. I'd probably hang out with the OSU golfers too. Former Alabama baseball coach Brad Bohannon has received a 15-year show cause from the NCAA. 
in addition to $5,000 fine and three years of probation. Fifteen years. Bohannon failed to cooperate with the enforcement staff when he refused to A, participate in an interview with the enforcement staff, make a, or B, make a full and complete disclosure of relevant information, and C, provide access to all electronic devices. Ooh, this, this, was, this was not a good guy, it sounds like. You want your breaking television news I told you about? Oh, yeah. You sure. might have seen this tweet. It's from 10 hours ago, but Donald Glover confirming. Oh, yeah, I already, already favored it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And confirming the community, community movie script is done. Now I just got to catch up on that show. I still have how many seasons of The Office is there? Eight or seven? Seven. Seven. Still have four more to go. I think I'm at the very end of three. Is uh, Ryan Howard getting the job at corporate the end of the end of uh, three? Mm-hmm. All right, and I'm moving into four. I finished that last night. Good old Ryan. Such a nice guy. That game two years ago was the wildest I've ever seen in the USA. The crowd wanted blood. That's from Big Huey. Hey guys, tell Hacks to get on the mic. He sounds like he's in the corner or in a barrel. That's from Rick. Thanks, Rick. He actually is sitting in a barrel right now. And that's it from the chat line. Y'all better get it together for Ask the Benchwarmers at 11.45. That's 20 minutes from now. We also need some kind of suggestion. We just did the pick for the uh, college basketball weekend. You guys uh, give us some suggestions on what the loser has to do. Let's if you need any motivation, I picked four. I think four uh, road teams to win in Big 12 play, so there's a good chance I'm losing that. Lucas, my let's do a score for Tech. My score is 85-68 Red Raiders. Uh, Boom I'll, goes the dynamite. I'll go 75 to 62. Okay. And then Lucas will wrap it up. I will do 80 to 71. Okay. Ludwig with an early lead at Pebble. There we go. Yeah, he'll... Uh, He'll do wonders. This is going to be a big, big year for him. He'll finally get to play in some majors. Guy hadn't played any majors yet as a Ryder Cup championship. Unbelievable. More coming up here on 100.7. The score. Stay with us. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7. The score. Back here for one more on 100.7. The score. 100.7. The score.com. We're in the first United Bank Studios, Hacks Collier and Lucas edition to finish things up. And a reminder, Tony Gwynn faced Maddox, Pedro, Glavin, and Smoltz a combined 323 times and struck out three times. Oh, I had one for you. A a nice baseball stat like that as well. Let me get to it. Bartolo Colon. Bartolo. He swung... At 610 pitches during his big league career, do you want to guess how many times his helmet stayed on out of 610 swings? I have no idea. 27 times. 27 times his helmet stayed on his head out of 610 swings of an at-bat or of a bat. 
He said in an interview that he started to wear bigger helmets whenever he was batting because everybody always talked to him about how they loved his helmet flying off because he looked like he was swinging so hard. Uh-huh. But, yeah, so oh, Hall of gosh. Fame ballad guy. Known more in my mind for a lot of that, his home run, swinging, and not being able to keep his helmet on. From the Ace Flooring Center chat line, I miss Bartolo Colon. I think we all do. Uh, Benchwarmers, who is the most random Texas Tech basketball player you can think of? Powell Storzinski was the first one, or Robert Tomaszek popped in my head. Shadell Millinghouse. It's a good one. It's a good name, too. Shoddy. LaQuint, or no, what was his name? Will Chavis. That was early on. That was Bob Knight first year. Will Chavis. Will Chavis. Uh, Mickey Mahalik. Mickey Mahalik. Oral Roberts guy. One of my best buds. Really? Yeah. A guy that used to work here in town, anytime we talk about anything, he'll randomly text me Mickey Mahalik. As a, there's just nothing no. else, just Mickey Mahalik. <laughs> yeah, LaQuinta White. Yep. Good call. That's a good question because everybody's got their own, and, and it depends on your age a little bit. For me, Shoddy was the first year transfer in. Um, golly, there's been a bunch already in eight years. A bunch. Yeah, but Mick and I, we uh, we bonded at ORU because our ages weren't that far apart. Yeah, They're yeah, like, no, because he was – you're probably like, – Four or five years older than me. Yeah, max. And um, we really bonded and had, had, a, had a – still have a really good friendship and call each other all the time. If Mahomes wins the Super Bowl, is he a top three quarterback of all time? That would give him three – I say yes, just because of time frame. I mean, I know you I think still he already have, is. Yeah, I mean, if he were to stop right now, he has more. You know, he's tied with what? It's three all time in playoff wins, and he's only been in six playoffs. Crazy. He's got to be in the top three. The Cincinnati game feels like a trap game. They're the best rebounding team in the league, and that's our Achilles' heel. South Texas Ambassador Preston. Okay. Well, I'll keep an eye on that for sure. Um. And I did not know that about them. I know they're going to be long and athletic. I mean, that's what Cincinnati basketball's always been for years and years and years. Um, I like that random basketball question. Yeah, thank I you too. for that. I'm just going to be thinking of names. Jay Jackson was a baller. Uh, bench warmers. What's the spiciest thing you've ever eaten? That's from Sooner and Lubbock. Come on, we got room for questions. Get them in. We got six more minutes. Uh. I don't know. It's just wings. I don't know. I couldn't tell you like whatever, but I, you know, the hottest wing possible. There's some place outside of Austin that had something that was on, what was that, that show, the guy, Man versus Food, and it was just known for being hot. And mm-hmm. we went there and I wanted to get it, but I guess you had to eat it there. And we, that guy was about to, to kill himself without doing all that. He had to stop. Yeah. I wanted to do that. I, I don't, I don't think I fear heat. I know I've seen choice almost watch his eyes bug out of his head when he had to eat uh, that pepper. From, as was it Banjo? I think it was Banjo Bob, yeah. yeah. But Banjo did it. I did not eat any of that. I, I wouldn't mind doing it, though, just to try it. I won the uh, Grim Reaper Challenge one time. Yeah. And uh, bald. Started smoking cigarettes. And then uh, I almost died the next day. Really? Yeah. And a Wendy's. My heart stopped. Whoa. Yeah. 
that's my fear is it's going to be too hot and I'm going to like start gasping for air and maybe just pass out. You'll survive when it's going on. It's yeah. the the later, yeah, the after effects yeah. that will like. I guess jump describe the burn, Stan Bonowitz, because it hits you really. No, because most Paul Cooper it feels like it takes a while. I can't talk. Most of the <laughs> times it takes a while to get hot. It like as I'm talking, it like burns more. Like, oh. <laughs> sorry. Uh, oh. Like, I guess describe the burn okay. at the very beginning because it hits you really no, quick. No, because most things it feels like it takes a while. I can't talk. Most of the <laughs> times it takes a while to get hot. It like as I'm talking, it like burns more. Like, oh. <laughs> I, I got another one for you, um, Tyler Hoffmeister. Do you remember who Tyler mm-hmm. Hoffmeister was? No. He went to night school. The television uh-huh. reality show uh-huh. Bob Knight, <laughs> yeah. Tyler Hoffmeister, one night school. <laughs> oh man, I could I could probably do that for the rest of the show if, if need be. But how about your boy Avery Benson? Yeah, Avery Benson. That not a good name these days. Those are kind of cuss words these days yeah. around here. Yeah. He was a very interesting guy, though. I have I understand the frustration with him, but Marcel he was Henderson. Marshall Henderson, South Plains College great, Marshall Henderson, who then went on to Ole Miss. You know what's going to be fun in 10 years is looking back at all of the guys that came through Texas Tech because there's still so many. I mean, the Namari Burnett. uh... (laughs) Uh -uh. (laughs) 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 You know, all... uh, all the guys, the uh, Josh Imbalas, uh, Russell Chiwa, Vlad Golden. Um, who was the guy that played two minutes against Iowa State? And that was just Kevon Moore. Is that right? Kevon that Moore right, was, yeah. they played two minutes against Iowa State. And that, that was his career. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. Is that David Tyru? Is that how you say yeah. that? Yeah. Insanity sauce was the spiciest thing I've tried. That was in Alva, Oklahoma. The bottle said, can also clean cement. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to put that in the old gullet. Uh, Benchwarmers, why is Boise State a better football program than a... Whether that get deleted or moved? <laughs> I didn't move it. Okay. I... Why is Boise State a better football program and has a better football field than OU? Well, both of those are 100% incorrect. It's bullfighter. Yeah. I'm not even going to acknowledge that awful football field. I did drive up to Boise because there were actual movie theaters when I lived in Twin Falls that were open before 6 o'clock. So I would go up there and I did roll by the football stadium just to hope <laughs> to see some birds try to dive bomb into it. Fire it choice hard. real quick for me. What we've done there with choice, now you fire him right away because of accountability. He has this question in the personal chat line. Would you eat a cheeseburger you found in the parking lot if it guaranteed Tech a spot in the Final Four? No, I'm good. I will i don't have the allegiance that choice would, so... Depends on how it looks. I was about to say it's, it, yeah. If it's, it's wrapped up, over. it's got some bites in it. No, not touching it. I mean, it would. It's a hundred percent. Just have to depend on how it looks. 
It looks halfway presentable. Okay. I got a Let's text go to the of final four. Johnny Grusing. I don't even know. This must be an older individual that watched Texas Tech basketball. Jamel Outler. There was a guy. Nate Doudney. Yep. Nate Doudney went on to be a professional poker player. Huh. He went to Gonzaga. He transferred to Gonzaga from Texas Tech. But professional poker player actually made some, yeah, not great money, but playing poker. Do you know there's a Haxton that's a pro poker player? Really? Yep. Isaac Haxton. No relation? No relation that I know of. Uh, bench warmers, any idea what happened with Corporu? It was Title IX issues. As far as I know, I don't know any details at all still. Was Mark Adams coaching at Howard when Marshall was at SPC? I don't know. Uh, he uh, he might have been. I would go out and cover South Plains, and I remember getting video of Steve Green and Mark Adams pregame together. It might have been around that same time, yeah. Nick O'Corey. Nick O'Corey. Remember Nick O'Corey. Kent Wojciechowski. Kent. That that one doesn't uh, that one doesn't ring a bell. Robert Lewandowski. That's it for us. Bottom line coming up next. This has been the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.